Chi Chat by Chi Chart. It's Chi Chat by Chi Chat. Hello, I'm Mel and I'm here with Grant and Lisa and we are joined today by Diane Long and she is from Skildare. Now, Diane is a passionate human resource specialist with a strong commitment and a proven track record of contributing to growth and leadership of her clients' organizations. As managing director and co-founder of Skildare, a human resource consultancy which provides fully resourced HR department services to small to medium enterprises in Newcastle, the Hunter Valley and beyond, Diane has over 25 years of HR experience and is one of the most sought-after HR practitioners in Newcastle and the Hunter Valley. Due to the rare combination of HR expertise applied in a customised client-driven approach, she's driven to provide smart, pragmatic and personalised HR solutions that achieve the required return on investment for her clients with close attention to the employee experience and the mitigation of risk for employers. Wow, I've heard so many times that People are the hardest thing about scaling and actually owning a business with more than one person in it. Do you think that's true, Grant? I mean, you, you've you owned a business with a couple of employees or lots and lots. How do you feel? Well, I've run different yeah. businesses yeah. and one of them, uh, at one stage in my career, I had 18-odd accountants and 13-odd wow. auditors with support staff. So I think we, we numbered about 40. Yeah. And I can guarantee you that trying to manage and support people, yeah. and that's the big thing in order to achieve your goals of your yeah. business, is to get them on board and, and yeah. not have it to be your vision but their vision. Yeah. And that's the that's the that's the trick. And it's a real challenge, I've got to say, because it's the what I call the point of differentiation. Mm. It's what I think you think and what you think I think. And unless I understand what you're actually thinking, how do I support you to achieve what I think you should be doing. True. And do you find <laughs> did you find as a boss they'll just they'll just tell you what you want to hear? Well, you had to had to work hard to drill down into actually like their 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 real motives. Well, it's about understanding what they heard you say. So it was interesting. I ran a seminar and there was about ten business owners. Actually, one didn't turn up. His employer, his manager, turned up, and we were talking about just achieving getting on the same page with your staff, communication, all that sort of stuff. And at the end of the seminar, you 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 often leave seminars and you have like a list of things that you'd like to do and you don't, don't go and implement any of them. <laughs> so the whole seminar. I'm going to remember that when I go to seminars one time. The <laughs> I think whole, I've been to one seminar. <laughs> at the end of the seminar, I said, write down one thing, just one. And I gave them a couple of minutes and I said, okay, I asked one of the fellows there, Gavin, can you share your one thing? And he said, Grant, I've written down three. Well, oh my God, was I not clear? One thing, one thing only. I said, put up your hand if you'd written down one thing. And there was only one person that did, the employee. So as business owners, if you're not aware that you might have be running around in your mind and if your staff aren't specifically on board with what you want, then how are you going to achieve as a business? You'll end up doing the same thing tomorrow as what you did yesterday and not really understand why it is that you can't achieve your goals. And that's Ooh. the, can I don't I, know, can you step in here? Good I feel terrified about scaling something. for that reason. <laughs> I, I would just like to jump in here yeah. and just say, but if you had looked at their date of birth and if you understood <laughs> their astrology, you would actually know 
if they were a good fit for your business or the role that you had assigned them with. Well, that's one right. of the things that says the chief master. <laughs> one of the things that's really important is to profile your staff and under actually and, and actually understand their profile. <laughs> mm. So I got right into profiling, and I don't yeah. know whether you do much profiling, die or you just deal with the actual communication. And making sure that you work more with the business owners or do you work with the employees when you're trying to get a business clearer to achieve their goals? Oh, both. Both. Yeah. Mm. But, but I think, I mean, to, to go with what Lisa said, it's a good segue into, mm. you know, who you bring into your business is going to make or break, you know, that relationship for the longer term. So it's, it's, it's really understanding and it goes back to absolute basics about understanding what your values are in your organisation. Yeah, values are a big one. You, they're everything. If, yeah. if you ask me, they're absolutely everything. You need to really understand and articulate at the recruitment when you're when you're advertising for a position or you want to bring somebody in, you need to be able to articulate what's really important to you and talk about that relentlessly in the interview and during the process to make sure that they're buying into and that you, you, there's a match there because if there yeah, isn't... They've got to be aligned with the values mm, of the company. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. They have to be aligned. But, you know, yeah. so that's where it starts. It's really understanding that and then talking to those values every single day. So it's, it's to me, leadership... I mean, my business, Skilled Air, has been built, just has been built on leadership and in the simplest form, in the simplest... We don't complicate things. We talk to our people. To me, leadership and, and managing a business is like being a parent of a large family. <laughs> Do you know what? I've actually heard about uh, when I read the Rockefeller habits, that's what they said. They yeah, said it is exactly. they went to this guy had uh, his children and went to this parenting conference, right? Yeah. And then he goes, oh, my God, I can take this to all my executives <laughs> he took it a, yeah. and implemented the exact same, you know, principles are – yeah. yeah. Just about identical. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah. Because it's it's like everything. If you hope don't, you don't have to wipe their bums. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you do if you want to grow them in a certain way. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, 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 the principles are exactly the same. It's about setting expectations. You know, setting behavioural expectations with your kids. You talk about it often enough. Yeah, um, they'll soon understand the I'll repetition. You, yeah, I'll mm. give you one really clear example, a really yeah. quick example that when my kids were really young and we were taking, I was taking them, we were going to somebody's house for the afternoon. Mm. You know, they'd be in the back seat of the car, and I'd be saying to them, "Okay, guys, I want you to be on your best behaviour. <laughs> Use your manners. Be on your best behaviour today." Now, saying "be on your best behaviour" can mean well, anything. What, yeah. what right? It's such mean? a broad <laughs> thing, right? But because I'm reinforcing, say please, say thank you, don't run in the house, oh, don't okay, jump yeah. on the couch, don't <laughs> scribble on the walls, don't pull your oh sister's hair. So over time, they understand that all of that is best behaviour. And there's consistency true. in that message. There's consistency mm. in the message. And it's exactly the same in an organisation. Mm. If we say our value is the customer or our value is integrity or our value is, you know, uh, goodwill or whatever it might be, unless we're con continuously talking talking about what that actually means mm. then everyone's gone off just kind of making it up or doing what they think yeah, is expected right. rather than actually okay. so that's the the goal of a leader is to be a parent and constantly reinforce so correct and bring them back into alignment when they displease or behave in a way that displeases you <laughs> or or reward them and and recognize and when they do something that's aligned to the values you do that repeatedly just as we do as parents then it becomes, they, they buy into it and it becomes just a very organic part of our culture. Um, and that's when communication is fostered and where things then just become, you know, they actually become a lot easier to manage people when you get that. Let's chat Chi. Join our closed Facebook group for free engagement daily at Chi Chat.
So what I liked about your story then was that you were talking about, you got very specific about what you wanted your child to do. So firstly, you went there. Yeah. Second, so you got that, you had that communication. You get that agreement by there'll be a consequence if you'd actually don't sure. do this. Mm. Do you find that a lot of business owners don't actually go there and they avoid that conflict because it just, they, they, they might feel uncomfortable with setting those expectations and, and, and having to deal with when expectations aren't met. That's absolutely, no question about it. So how do you support business owners with those sort of those sort of? I think what we tend to do at the moment, and there's so many leadership courses and so much books on leadership and so much things, it's actually, if, if you just strip it right back, if you really do, if you strip it right back to the basics of have a conversation, set expectations about what, what sort of behaviours, we, how we want to behave in the organisation and lead by example. So as a parent, again, if you don't want your kids to swear, you don't swear in front of your kids. <laughs> you know, if you, if you want your kids to tell the truth, then you've always got to be honest. truthful honest. and honest. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you're, you're just, your employees will mimic your behaviour just like kids will mimic a parent's behaviour. Mm. There's no question about it. So I think as a leader, it's it's really checking that if integrity is is on our boardroom wall, then am I acting always with integrity mm. as the leader of the business? So it's and it's not just doing it when it pleases me. And again, a, a really quick example uh, is that if if an employee comes to me and they've made a mistake and uh, and it might cost money to repair it or to go back and fix up what might have happened. If, if I get the shits, am I allowed to say that? But if I get yeah. the shits with yes, employee... Of course. And, Not in and, front of your yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. As, long as, it's, as long as it's uh, in line with your company uh, values, you can say shit. It pretty much is. Uh, but you know what I mean? So if I get all frustrated and kind of and really make them feel bad that they've come to me to say that they've, they've made a mistake then to me, that's not integrity because all it's saying to that employee is, well, I'm not going to admit a mistake again. I'm not going to own my mistake or own, take responsibility for things because I'm just going to get, you know, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm going to get mm, in trouble, right? Yeah. So it's about me recognising and, and, and rewarding and saying, I really appreciate you coming. We'll fix it. You know, it, hmm. it, you know and, and, and that's one thing I always say when we bring on new people into our business. You're going to make mistakes. We all do. Own them and we'll fix them together. And as long as we do that, I'll never be angry. I'll never be upset. It's, it, we're all human, right? It's actually one of the really good questions yeah. to ask somebody if you find out that you've made a mistake the day before, mm. do you actually go and share that with somebody else to I get would it hope rectified? So. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, so, but it's, it's, but it's me, it's my response to an employee when they make a mistake is where the culture lies. Because if I get angry with them, that integrity means nothing. Well, if you sit in judgment, they're right? only going to mirror that judgment. Correct. And if you're attached to the money, if yep. there's a monetary fine involved, and yes. I had one actually this week where mm. I said, don't worry about it, just pay the fine. Yeah. It's it's only a couple of dollars. And in the overall scheme of things, I prefer it to be right. Yeah. Yep. So something wasn't lodged, you lodge it, you put the correct yep. date on it. Because if you don't put the correct date on it, we're not being yeah. honest with ourselves. Mm. I remember once I was at uh, Nova Perth in my first radio job and I was doing the big nights show, my first panel job, and it's all a huge panel. looks like an aeroplane. And everyone was uh, all the Nova, you know, the Novas, DMG. Yeah. They're all at a big conference, so all the bosses were away. Anyway, I heard it coming through the queue speakers, and this is going nationwide, and I thought, okay, I hear it going through the queue speakers. But it wasn't on P1, and P1 is like to send the program out to all of Australia. 
Australia. So I'm sitting there listening to it and, uh, yeah, I think I lost about eight minutes of the show and, yeah. Just no, blank. Yeah, there was a blank around Australia. Um, the emergency ca- oh, wow. tapes were kicking in and stuff, but then somehow I managed to rectify the problem and get it back on air and I never told anyone and no one ever found out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dodgy. <laughs> That's so funny. But the the culture would have been very bad. Like, yeah, yeah, there would be no accepting of me by my big bosses. And you know what? Like, especially in radio in the early days, it was pretty much just like, do the job. Yeah. But there was no, not heaps of training. I came right out of afters and no one taught me a big cots desk or anything very well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Artists, they're all artists. They don't have much attention mm. to detail, you know. You'll work it out. So yes. Well, you did. It took you eight minutes, <laughs> yeah. but you worked it out. Yeah. 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 Everyone missed a few songs in the countdown. Lights are on, nobody's home. <laughs> Pretty much so what drew you into HR, Doc? Mm. I just, I wanted to work with people. I wasn't very good at math. So, and uh, mm. it was just, uh, I, I have a natural kind of if, if drawing towards people. And, and, uh, and, and I wanted to work in business. That was something... Uh, well, and can so, I, can I interrupt there? Because I've actually had a little look at your chart. All right, and it's it's really very interesting that you've chosen HR. Oh, was it? It's also interesting that you were talking about integrity and values. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you've got what's called a follow power type chart. So with that follow power, those values are really important. Right. You know, respecting the power, the authority, okay. the right way of doing things. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's a process. Yeah. And and I really think that's amazing. So um, the thing with me with this energy thing, Di, is that often you find that people are naturally drawn to their energy anyway. You're right. So right. when Lisa's going through your chart, it's just amazing that, you know, that there's a synergy there between yeah, right. what you're life journey is and what your chart's life journey is showing. Really? Yeah. So you've got a day pillar, yin water um, goat, and it's a smart pillar. So that means that you've actually got academic inclination. You said you didn't know what you wanted to do, but when you do set your mind, you do, you know, pretty well run for it. That's true. And this chart, you know, this follow power chart really shows that you've got this intense focus. When, when you do want to go for something, you yes. will actually just run with it. You've also had some really interesting supportive luck cycles or elemental phases that have supported your growth and your career. I'll just quickly explain that there are four earth branches. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got 12 animal signs. And, and most of you are aware of, you know, the, the Chinese astrological years. Every, every year they change. Within the 12, there are four earth branches Mm -hmm. one of them is the goat one of them is the dragon one of them is the dog and one of them is the ox now this year we all know is a yin metal ox year Mm -hmm. okay i love it when lisa does that we all know know. no i actually don't know (laughs) well we do which is why i rely on the app because you know okay hang on chinese new year does anybody celebrate you know chinese new year's become such a a widely um i guess celebrated thing in australia yeah and we hear it for five minutes yeah but we we know that it's year of the ox but we don't we don't know what that means thank you this year 2021 is the year of the yin metal ox and Di, you have got a goat, a dragon, and a dog in your chart, which means in your chart, and I don't know what hour you were born. You don't know what hour you no. were born. So you've got three out of the four animals, all right? Right. And that's pretty auspicious, but throw the fourth in, wow. 
So that brings me this year. I know we've had COVID and mm. a lot of people haven't managed to, you know, handle COVID very well. Mm -hmm. Some people have actually thrived and other people have not done so well. I felt that there's been a lot of up and downs, but I've loved a lot of aspects of it. I think it's grown a yeah. lot of people, mm, really yes. interestingly. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of people have probably assessed their organisations. So for you, I, I'm mm. wondering whether having this fourth, the full suite of, you know, earth branches this year has actually been quite auspicious or fortunate for you. So how's it been for you this year? So I've had a great year. There we go. <laughs> there we go. And, and that's where I'm actually going to ask mm. you something because you had a five-year period of that and that was between the age of 34 and 39, okay? Yeah. So do you, do you remember, was that a particularly auspicious period for you? Did you start your business? Did you start I started taking my, off? I started my business, yeah, I did. Uh, my, well, my son was, was born. I was 35 when I had my, my son. Uh, my second child and my husband and my two children, we had lived in America. We came back and, you know, I started, uh, we started Skilled Air. Or we, we, we were building up to, wow. to, to doing go. that. That was the lead up to developing my, I was, I was consulting for a long time before, in a very small capacity before uh, we then developed, uh, founded Skilled Air. But it was the lead up to it. Yeah, that was a very big change in, in our life coming back from America and, and resettling in a, in a, back in Australia with, with two young children. So, yeah, yeah it was a very uh, memorable time so, in my so life. So you, I, I suppose when I say that, elementally, that was actually where all of the universal forces, actually, you were aligned with those. Right. All right? So yeah. it was a perfect time for you to actually set new business up. Yes. Yeah. And, and your business has been around for how many years now in Newcastle? We're, uh, skilled Air is, we're just about to tick over in uh, April next year. It'll be 10 years. Wow. Well. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So yeah. a lot of it's got to do with timing. Yes. Right? So and and you didn't know at the time because you didn't, you know, nobody Did said you set up a business, but instinctively perhaps, you know, you knew the time was right. Yes. I I think it was Adam, my husband was in the he was in the defence force, so he was at the point in his career where he would have been start getting posted to Canberra and there was other, you know, and he was a flyer. He had done his career and was ready to leave, so it was I guess it was prompted by When you say he was a flyer. Is he a yeah. jet fighter pilot? He was. Yes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. So he, so he was. He's better looking than Tom. He is much better looking than Tom. So yeah. So it was. I guess it was just uh, the the timing of of really going and taking a plunge. I mean, it was a huge risk because totally, of course, it is. It was a huge but risk. When you're in a good elemental phase, you're likely to make good decisions right. and that's where you will your business is likely to thrive yeah, if, if right. perhaps you you know started the business in a negative element for yeah. you it yeah. might it might have been way more challenging isn't that wow. interesting yeah. yeah are you a brand in the energy space we're always open to expanding our horizons and yours email energy at shechart.com So what have been some of the other like life highlights? Like how, how do you feel like now where you could use some guidance and Lisa might be able to talk to you about your chart in regards to that? I guess about uh, the next, I mean, our business is growing, thankfully, and we're still very committed to our, to our business. You know, I'd love to, I mean, if I had a crystal ball, I'd love to, I mean, we've still got growth uh, plans and our strategies to grow but by organically as as we have done to date and maybe through acquisition if opportunities arise so that'd be definitely something that 
we would really like to explore in in our business in the future. So, so when you look at your flow, and I don't know what your husband's is, and your husband's obviously involved in the business with you as well. Yes, he is. And actually, I'll say quite interesting, under normal circumstances, this might have been a challenging year for you and your husband yeah. because the goat and the ox clash. Right. But because you've got three of the four earth branches, yeah. when you've got the full suite, you would probably not find that you have clashed. No. Oh, so there you go. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> what did you say she was? Kissed by? Kissed on the ass by an angel. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> so your favourable elements. Lisaism. <laughs> are earth and fire. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Metal's not too bad, but earth and fire are highly favourable. And when I look at your um, chart, you've, again, your your elemental phases to date have actually been quite good the only period that might have been a little bit challenging for you would have been from around 14 to 19 however you did have a special star there so a special star helps it actually um, alleviates perhaps you know things that might be really terrible it takes the edge off it yeah right, wow, so okay but at that period, it might have also, because you had an interaction with your house of spouse, it might have been first love during that period. Um, moved to Australia at that Wow. Point. Okay. Did you have, was there a reason why? Was there somebody in your life that made you move to Australia or it was? My parents just, it was, it was 1986 and I was, I was 16 when we left Ireland. Gee, and that's yeah. a real hard time to leave it was, in a person's life, it right? It was really yeah. hard. So, it is a hard time. Mm, so that, mm. that, you know five-year period yep. from 14 to 19 may have been quite challenging. Just being uprooted, I guess, yeah. from everything you knew Absolutely. and a time in your life where you don't feel so tethered. Yep. Yep. And, and you I don't fit in, you know. Didn't fit in at all. It takes yep. a lot. You've got mm. this accent, you know. That's right. Are, mm. Culture know, was different. And, mm. and you haven't grown up with these, you know, yep. friends at school. That's Everybody's right. Everybody's got these mm. real intense friendships with each other. They've been at school since mm. the beginning of high school together. Yep. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can imagine. It was a very that was a mm. probably that was a very challenging. Well, well time. that was a very negative element. Yeah. for you. Right. What did you learn from that time? What did you take away? Do you know, I grew up an awful lot in that time. Yeah. I grew up, you know, you know, I became a lot more independent mm. because I had to. I had to, but I'd also, funnily enough, the I, I and it was only when I realised that I remember doing my last year of schooling in Sydney, and. Uh, and you know, talk about an accent. My accent was so much stronger than it is now. And I remember standing in, you know, it's gorgeous. to be sure, to in, be sure. Yeah. But I remember standing it, and people would say, "Say something else. We love your accent." Oh. You know, and you're 16, and you're. No. All, these, it's like you're in the middle of this ring, and it's like your worst so nightmare. Tough. And people are just oh my shy. goodness. And, and you're, you just want to ground talk. Of and all. course. But I, as a teenager, know, you don't want anyone to look at you. Pretty much, you it's just like go away. And you I just want to so blend in. Yes, hundred percent. That's funny that you say that because yeah. Annalise was 16 when she went overseas yeah. Yeah, and she wow. had the same yeah. experience experience mm. and whatnot. And even yeah. when I travel to the States and yeah. you go into some of these little towns and yeah. they struggle with my accent and I just think I'm speaking English. Yeah, yeah that's but, right. You know, maybe I should be asking for fries rather than chips. But that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. those little things that, and you, yeah. don't, you don't really understand what that means unless you've don't been through it like you yeah. know. And I, I didn't realise how different the culture was. You kind of think, oh, well, you know, it's Australia where we've, we're very aligned to Ireland and England and, oh, yeah. and we speak English and there's, you know, but the cultures are so different. Yeah. I mean, they, they yeah. truly are. I grew up a lot and I learned a lot and I learned the value of friendship and I learned 
the, uh, and I learned from a very early age the sacrifice my parents made to, to take us yeah, over because they were younger than I am now and they oh, left wow. elderly parents oh, back yeah. in Ireland. And you're talking when making a phone call to Ireland was like mm. $10, $10 in a, a minute you yeah. know, to, to call. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Do you remember those yeah, days? Yeah, well, we left South Africa when I was about six mm. and had a very similar experience but went to New Zealand where the South African accent was like, oh, God, nobody wanted to know South Africans yes. because oh, of wow. apartheid. And, yeah. and there was a lot of racial tension in New Zealand at that time. Mm. Right. So very similar experience. None of the family came. Yes. It was just us. And we had no family yep. in New Zealand. You had no family here no in Australia. Fam- no, that's right. Yeah. So very difficult period, very, actually. It was a very difficult period. Yeah. And it's hard mm-hmm. enough when you're 16, to, you know, trying to figure out who you are. Ah, and yeah. Exactly. So it, by the looks of your chart, from about the age of 19, things might have started looking up. Yes. I, mo- I, I, I moved to... Perth. My parents actually, we moved to Sydney originally and it was 1986, interest rates were 17% real estate. Mm. Yes, rest, I remember you know, that. It was crazy. Yeah. So my parents moved to to Perth and I stayed on. I had made a few friends and I thought I'm not moving again. And, but at 19 I realised I wanted to go to university and I wanted a bit of a, a life and and I knew I couldn't just couldn't live in Sydney and try and do that myself. So I moved to Perth. And that was the start of, I've got a great job in Perth at 19. The power came to you. Yeah. That was and that's when Earth. I started to, started gearing towards HR mm. and starting to think. Well, it actually came. You, so had, that was, you had a beautiful combination, a STEM combination then, yeah. between your yin water and yang earth. Oh. And that's where, if you're a female, obviously that can also be a male. Yes. Right? So the, um, the yang earth can represent the power elements as the male in your life, or it can be a good job, or um, obviously career yeah. yeah things started to fall into place for me at, at, at that point and I started to get I started to figure out you know what, what I wanted, wanted to, to do, do. And, yeah, exactly yeah really so, interesting that is interesting and and then from about the age of 24 to 29 you had a fire combination which really supported that power element the earth element so again you had it really what happened then during that I met period adam I, I, I met adam at, I, I was just graduating from university i met adam at 25 we were i was married at 28 so wow. so, what so they were the best just, they were I, great i got my book <laughs> i had to dig into my bag and you remember were the Twenty five. We, we travelled a little bit, not a huge amount. But Di, what year was it? Twenty five. When you were twenty five, do you remember? Ninety five. Nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Okay. So, no, no, no. I'm trying to think. Okay, nineteen ninety five. So that was the year of the ox. That was the year of the oh, ox. Right. And that was your house. How does she do that? Oh, oh my god. So go. And that was lucky again for you. You met, yeah, the love of your life. I met the love of my life. Yeah. That's incredible. Yep. That's there you go. We got married in ninety eight, and and he brought me then. From, well, we're, we were in Perth. I was studying at Curtin University, and then we moved to Newcastle when he got he got selected to fly fighter jets here in Williamtown, and we moved, and we've been here since. You know, wow, what an amazing story. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, it so, all lines up as you can yeah. see with the chart. So that's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing, and this is why I just love this because it's. And if you kind of knew, like, if you knew back then, yeah. what this might be able to, you know, help you with. If you had your chart back done back then, you know, not that you needed to, because actually you knew instinctively <laughs> you had you had great elemental phases to support your good chart. Not everybody has 
you know, fabulous Four Pillars of Destiny charts. And sometimes they might not have such a great Four Pillars of Destiny chart, but their elemental phases are great and the reverse can be true. Mm. So, you know, just imagine if you all had the ability to sort of have this knowledge and know what periods were there to support you. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. know, when you were in a good elemental phase, when you might go for that job, when you might perhaps embark on a study course. Yeah. Yeah, right. Or when you might might struggle with the right relationship. Because when you're in a a poor elemental phase, for instance, you might make bad decisions as far as partner goes Mm. or as far as a career. I was just going to ask that. Is Mm -hmm. is that even down to choosing the wrong partner? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So mm. it is really, really interesting. That's why you need to jump onto the app store now yeah. and download Chi Chart yeah. so you can let it guide your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yes. I'm so going to. Be in sync with the energy of the universe. Thank you so much for joining us today on Chi Chat. We really appreciate it's it. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Thank Mark. Like us? Give us a five star energy rating wherever you listen. Chi Chat by Chi Chart.